to a very bittersweet episode here of Yabi Reddit because it is the end of our third season. My, my name is Laura, and I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie, and I'm your other host. And this is, so we took a little bit of a week off between our final episode of the series and this episode. Yeah, it was, two, you know, that two-week holiday phase where there's Christmas and New Year's Eve. And then everything's doing everything, and then the world's on fire. fire. And you ever, Listeners, have you uh, ever been there? Uh, listeners, have you ever been there? Because we have, and boy, we just decided we need a week off. We need a little break, but now we are here with... The wrap-up episode of the private series by Kate Bryan to kind of gauge our yeah. thoughts on how we felt the whole time. And honestly, we normally do these wrap-ups, like, right when we finish the last episode for the season. Yes. And so doing it, like, a few weeks off, it just feels like it was almost a fever dream that this season ever was a thing. I know. Well... Even in, like, lockdown and everything that's going on, it's hard enough to remain present, yeah. but to come back and then revisit a series that itself had no groundwork laid out whatsoever <laughs> is very hard. Like, I, like, looking back that we read 14 books yeah. <laughs> of this nonsense is kind of insane to me. Yeah, and, I know. Like, and here's the thing, there's parts of the series that I did like. Yes. There's a lot of parts of this series that made no sense and I very much disliked. So, for both, you know, the readers and also us, should we try to summarize as best we can this series? Yes. Let's okay. do, let's do, we'll do a tag team summary. Okay, we'll do I'm it. I'm going to start because I feel confident with my start. And I have the books listed down, so great. I, we, we can help it. Uh, great. So, this book other. series starts, Reed Brennan is a sophomore in high school She's from Pennsylvania. She gets a scholarship to go to a private academy in Connecticut. And that private academy is Easton Academy, where the Billings uh, alumni, the, the whole house is. And essentially, that's a great stepping stool to get into a great college. And that's great for a public school student like Reed. You know, it's a rags to riches story. Exactly. She gets very much enchanted by this Billings lifestyle. She also starts to date school hotshot Thomas Pearson. She meets the Billings girls, Noelle, Ariana, Taylor, and Kieran, who... Noelle's the biggest staple to the series, but um, Ariana was with Reed's ex-boyfriend. Ariana ends up killing him. You were skipping way ahead. Was I? You want to go through the four in, in depth? Oh, I mean, I okay, fine. Ariana okay. ends up killing him. Yes. She also starts dating Josh at that point. That's where I was like, we had we skipped over the Ariana part. dates Josh? No, uh, Reed starts dating Josh in between the time when Thomas goes missing to when he oh, dies. Oh, yes. This is very yes. important. Lots of things overlap with each other, and that's the issue. Because <laughs> if you guys know, and if you're just tuning in, that's weird. But we, we have convoluted thoughts on Josh because he's Reed's boyfriend most of the series. Yep, and those are the first four books. But then fifth book, Game Changer, six months in advance, uh, Cheyenne Martin's president, all new characters. Yes. And Cheyenne, I don't know if it's the end of the... Oh, that's the legacy party. Yeah. Um, they have to snitch their way into the legacy party. Ivy Slade's a character. Yes. Reed uh, has a little bit of a fling with Noelle's boyfriend, and that kind of causes a rift. Cheyenne murders herself. She's, yeah. She was <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. A classic murder of the cell. A classic whodunit. Uh, <laughs> and, and that who is for... Could you imagine doing a murder mystery and it's just a suicide? 
I've never heard someone say murderous person, but I mean, that is effectively uh, what she Next time we read a series where someone dies, I'm absolutely going to bring that back. Uh, so <laughs> Cheyenne kills herself. It's a whole thing. Sabine, a super bummer. Sabine, who is... Reed becomes president. That's a thing that happens. Yes. And Sabine is her friend during this. Sabine ends up being a double agent. Yes. Ariana's sister. Yeah. Ariana's, like, half-sister. Half Sabine's out to seek revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh and Reed have broken up at some point, and now he's dating Ivy Slade. Sabine goes to shoot Reed at the Valentine's Day dance, yes. and shoots Ivy instead. And those are the first eight books, and that that part of it succinct, held up. succinct, very good, pretty good. Now, book nine, we're in paradise. We we go to we go to Bahama Breeze to um to to unload. Uh, Reed has a two-book fling with Upton Sinclair. Hottie. Arguably Mega hottie. Hottest guy of the series. Um, and then a, a MILF basically almost yeah. tries to kill her. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, then she comes back to Easton, and then Billings is torn down. And then she rebuilds Billings. Yeah. Oh, and then there's the witch plot. Oh, my God. It's so, so crazy. Instead of rebuilding Billings, she becomes a witch, and then she decides to stop being a witch, and then she rebuilds Billings. That's the series. That was so wild of a... Pause. We're going to pause for a minute. This. Okay, we can resume The now. fact that in the final book that they were just like, no one practices witchcraft anymore. And I was like, then why did we spend two books being like, we're all witches now? I don't know if this is applicable, but it kind of feels like in high school when I would listen to classical music for a while, trying to better myself as a person. And then I would be like, mm, okay, I need one song of just pure trash EDM yeah. to reset my brain. And then go back to the classical music. That I felt like the pure trash EDM. I book. really wonder if, you know, Kate Bryan was told, like, you have an eight-book deal. And she was like, oh, awesome. I can do this in eight books. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, can you make it more? And she was like, oh, yeah, like, 12? I can do, like, 12. And, like, I think she was trying to kind of extend some things to kind of get there. And they're like, oh, can you just do, like, 14? And they told her this at the end of book nine. And she yes. was like, how the hell am I going to spread all this out? And so she just kind of had to, like throw away two books into the into the world, or it was a ghostwriter. Which is kind of a bummer, because I liked when they had just, like, down-to-earth high school moments. Yeah, honestly, like, the first four books... If Josh and her had a down-to-earth fucking moment... If they just fucked once, I would have been happy. Yes. But, like, honestly, rereading the first four books, I was like, I understood why I liked this so much. It was, like, sexy, salacious, prestigious... It was very, very yes. fun, and it was very, very, you know, spooky because of, like, the whole disappearance. It was a mystery. It really was. It was, like, a hotter Nancy Drew. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. this book really lost its roots. Yes. And I want to bring up the Privilege spinoff series. Yes. Because so, I remember reading it after we signed off on the last episode, the whole plot, yeah. and then getting really excited to talk to you about it, and somehow it stuck in my head for It's because weeks. it seems very memorable. So for listeners, for those of you who don't know... The private series wasn't where this world ended. There yeah. is um, w- w- one prequel called Last Christmas, which is, I think, about Reed's, like, Christmas home between oh. um, when she, like, leaves after book four before she comes back. Okay. So it's just about her Christmas there. Yeah. It might be about somebody else's Christmas. I didn't dig too much into it. And there's also a bonus book called The Book of Spells, which I think was supposed to be a new series that never came into fruition. And then there's this series, Privilege, which Maggie's going to talk about now. This series, I read the synopsis before one of our episodes, and the the possibilities for world crossovers were ridiculous. So Ariana is hospitalized after uh, the whole she murders her ex-boyfriend. Yada, yada, yada. 
And she eventually goes to a new school where she takes on a new identity. And there's so much. She murders so many fucking people. That's hilarious. I know. She uh, starts trying to go after this popular girl's boyfriend. And then eventually that kind of falls through. But her and the popular girl become friends. And then there's this other kind of bitchy girl who is like, I know you have a secret identity. So if you don't do all these things for me, I'm going to blackmail you. And I'm going to kill your friend if you don't do it. And Ariana doesn't. And she pushes her friend down her stairs. And then the other popular girl that she becomes friends with is, like, kind of breaking like Taylor did after she mm-hmm. saw Ariana. Um, they, like, end up killing the bad girl. Yeah. And they dig her body up. Or they bury her body together. And then anyways, okay, so that all happens. That's crazy, whatever. But the crazy part of this is the sixth book of the series. She ends up seeing Reed and... She tries to push Reed off a cliff at Georgetown. Reed goes to Georgetown. She's stalking her around. She tries to push her off a cliff. And then Reed, I think, like, stabs her in self-defense. And Noelle comes to her hospital room to basically be like, I'm choosing Reed over you. And then I think Ariana dies from grief. (laughs) That's insane. Isn't that? And that's why when we were reading the last one, when they were going to the scary house, I had read the synopsis of Privilege, yeah. and I know that Reed and Ariana cross paths again. I was hoping it was Ariana. I really, really was mad that we didn't get to see this Ariana crossover, because it was alluded to so much in this book that she constantly feels like a girl with short blonde hair is following her. She's mm-hmm. seeing glimpses of this. And the fact that it ended up just being this weird Cheyenne was still alive thing was... Weird, and I do wonder if it was supposed to be Ariana and it was abandoned because uh, privilege became a thing. Maybe, but honestly, all of the shit that goes down in privilege sounded like... It Much more interesting, honestly. Very fascinating, because I also think that she was having sex in it. Yeah, hey, hell yeah. We know her name. Honestly, and that just sex. makes it be like, great, we have to put this on our list of like book series to probably tackle at some point, because I would love to dive into that knowing, now that I know the entire private world, mm-hmm. I would love to see how similar or different um, or better that this series might be, because it could be even worse. I know. It's so unfortunate that they did the crossover read Ariana paths aligned again in that series and not this one. Yeah. This is your main series. Yeah. Stick to it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why she was like, oh, my, my character in Ariana is just so much more interesting. So let me just like fizzle this shit out with Reed, make her a witch. Nah, I don't really care. She's going to rebuild a house. And then we have like Ariana, the manic depressive serial killer. Yeah. Who's hot. That's cool. Yeah. Who's hot? That's, that's cool. cool. Like hot and no she's, consequences. She's an heiress to an oil fortune and mm-hmm. she murders people. Like, what's not to love? And she has a half sister. This girl has a lot of I mean, she's got a big life story going yeah. on. So Ugh. Wow. I mean, that that was the Privilege series. Bringing it back to private, wish she would have been there. But I do also want to touch upon the fact that I don't... Reed has big, like, pick-me energy, but I feel like when Kate Bryan was writing it, this is... She felt like it was a very feminist protagonist. Yeah, I think uh, Kate, uh, Reed was supposed to be the, like, classic, I'm not like other girls, and I'm smart, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty and I don't know it, but, like, I'm never going to acknowledge that, so that makes me, like... A feminist, essentially. Yeah, she seemed to buy into that kind of like tomboy feminism, where I she does she does other herself from women, but sometimes it doesn't feel like it's even at the expense of the male gaze. Yeah, it's it's just to make herself feel better. Yeah, like in an effort to make Reed relatable, 
she made her the worst character arguably the protagonist that we've seen in like the few series we've done oh yeah like at least Ma- massey sucked but she was two-dimensional so like yeah. Yeah. That is true. We didn't expect a lot from her, but Reed seemed to be going through a lot yeah. and also had some chapters That's where she the was thing. empathetic. Reed was three-dimensional, but all of her dimensions made her horrible. I know. Because <laughs> it was just like, all she did was complain and nag and then somehow just be, throw pity parties and hate other women for being not smart enough or too pretty. And it was just like, what the fuck? It is really interesting, though, because I feel like... I mean, I wasn't a, a feminist in seventh grade. I didn't oh, know, no one was. I didn't know what that uh, was. Maggie, we were in, the, what, seventh grade in the, like, what, 2007, 6, 2008? No one <laughs> yes. was a feminist then. Then Feminism didn't exist in... Absolutely. The 2000s. Like, we, it did not. <laughs> we weren't when this was being peddled to you, but I, I do feel like this would have been someone that I wanted to be because yeah. I felt like... Yeah, I mean, I was a tomboy. Now we figure out it's probably some convoluted shit to do with gender. But it did feel like you were smarter and more important and progressive. Well, yeah, like, it really it fed into the girls who read all of these book series, who are, you know, the bookworms, the girls who are really smart and academic. Yeah. Like, that's why I think I really, like, identified with Reed growing up, because it was like, oh, I'm the girl who isn't the most popular girl in school, and I read, and I play sports, and that's who I am. And this character does that, and she gets to, you know, be all of the other things. That's that's cool. That's something I can aspire to be. But then you realize, yeah. like, that's not really anything good to aspire to. It is also, I mean, for richer, worse, better, poor, you know, you negative, negative or positive, it always seemed like Reed was chosen for some sort of destiny. She had a lot of bad shit happen to her, but it was always like her, which yeah. made her feel very special and made me feel very special reading about her. I yeah, to like but then her. also Reed did have a god complex when you think about it. Yes. Do you think that the, all of these events helped stroke that fire? I honestly, oh, absolutely. Like, I think... Reed was given a god complex first and then would do anything to maintain it. Yeah. Like, that's kind of when I think about these books and break it down. I'm just like, Reed is a horrible person to look up to. (laughs) I know. It's so funny you say that because I wanted to be like, you know, at the start she seemed very meek and humble. But no, at the start she literally was almost like putting women down more and then she just got more power. Yeah. And then was more justified. Yeah. Like in the beginning of the book, I remember her being like, I just don't have girlfriends. I'm just not that type of girl. And it's just like, girl, you hate women and that's fine. Yeah. And then she got women friends, but she still hated all of them. I know. Even the one like Noelle, who was her best friend, she was constantly trying to be better than like, yeah. Yeah. Like it was just, it's such a messed up view of what female friendships should look like i know it is so rooted in jealousy yeah i mean self-reflecting on a lot of my female friends who also ended up coming out it it felt i was like oh this is kind of rooted in um they might be they might be gay i might be projecting but i'm pretty sure i'm right and so her and noelle being sisters that that fucked me up yeah i we spent so many episodes talking about how in love with like Noelle Reed was and just how obsessed she was with this girl's body like the way Kate Bryan wrote the way Reed looked at female bodies versus the way Kate Bryan wrote Reed looking at men night and day yes like it it basically like 
the way she wrote Reed looking at men was like the same way you would write to someone directions how to find a ripe avocado. Like, it's just like, it's not sexual at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed when she did lose her virginity to Thomas, I mean, they were making out in the heat of the moment. It felt very hot to read, very nice. Yeah. But I, I still don't think she wanted to have sex with him. No, it didn't seem like she wanted to have sex with him. It seemed like she was talked into it. Yes. And I think that's why she refrained from having sex the rest of the book. Yes. It was just like a weird therapy thing to like bring up in this wrap up. But it's like, it's true. Like she was so hesitant to have sex with Upton. She never had sex with Josh. Which I I truly don't understand. I mean, if you're a teenager and it kind of seems like that's like Pandora's box. Once you creak it open a little bit and you lose your virginity. Why the fuck wouldn't you? You have so many endorphin emotion endorphins both i mean does okay does it make sense that reed is so destructive because of the instance where thomas took her virginity do we think that was a catalyst for the way she treats other people the rest of the series almost like a loss of innocence view i mean maybe because if that's true it does make me like reed a lot more because here's the thing she cheated on josh both emotionally and physically. Yeah. Uh, but still had some weird kind of possessiveness over it. Mm-hmm. And then her way of like, she has a control complex now. She really does. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, she needs to be friends with Ivy because he's she's sleeping with her ex-boyfriend all of a sudden. But she's making it look like, oh, well, we just like live next door and we both feel like people are following us. Maybe we can help each other out. And it's like, no, Reed, you want to be friends with this girl because she has something you don't. It's the same reason you want to be friends with the Billings girls. You know, I mean, honestly, it would really make sense on how she interacts with the men that she's close to after Thomas. Because she had no control in that situation. Exactly. He was older, kind of took advantage of her. Yeah. And then... It wasn't special. No. I mean, you know, fuck the whole virginity being special. You gotta lose it, whatever, sort of a thing. But, I mean, it is kind of, it's gonna shape your sex life pretty hard. And I think those moments where, like, early on we saw a lot with Josh, her being hesitant because she'd be like, well, I remember that Thomas is dead. And I don't think it was because Thomas was dead. I think she was traumatized because she had sex without really wanting to with him. Yes, and then, I mean, not only that, he was so aggressive with her. Yeah. And then the, oh, the fucked up part where they had his um, kind of funeral party and there were all those, like, lewd photos of him with women. Yeah. I would have felt really gross and closed off, too. Yeah. And I, honestly, I would think in Reed's probably anxiety disorder head and probably many, many other things, she thinks if she has sex with someone, they're going to end up dying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, I'm telling you, once you kick that door op- open and you're young, you lost your virginity. I I, I liked having sex with guys. Yeah. I liked fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? Oh, exactly, exactly. The moment I had sex, I was like, I want to fuck more people now. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I just want to throw my clit to the wind. Slap <laughs> <laughs> it up against the window. <laughs> see, see you go. I'm like a, I'm, you know how dogs rub their butts on everything? Yeah. That's <laughs> That, but this, my roommate comes home and I'm like, hello. They're like, Maggie, what the, why are you in the living room doing this? That's so funny. I do love that we got into humanizing her a little bit towards the end because I, it, there, it was definitely more than just Thomas dying that well, was there. Yeah, and I think, honestly, we said it a lot throughout the series. Where is there a guidance counselor? Why does Reed think everyone else needs therapy besides her? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think if we really let Reed actually be vulnerable 
below the surface because we never actually saw her do that. No. Every time she was like breaking down, like with the horse thing, that was like one of the first times we really saw her break down. Yeah. And that was nine books in. Nine books in. And everything she was breaking down about was, like, so small and, like, so that. But it's, like, if we explored why and just went below the surface, it would have made her character so much better and so much more interesting. Yes, because you don't have to be the perfect protagonist. No! In in the 2000s, every girl acted like this. If yeah. you maybe self-reflected on her mommy issues, this shit around Thomas, you could have made her so much deeper and so much more relatable. Yeah. Because, I mean, shit, I... I mean, I I don't have this kind of complex, but I definitely like did growing up. Yeah, never every every, every girl has been told that like you're the protagonist and the world revolves around you. Yes, except Reed didn't outgrow that. And it's all of it is just fueled by so much insecurity at that young age. Yeah, you want to feel special. You don't want to feel like you're a part of a herd majority yeah you want to feel like you are original and there's no one else like you exactly and that is i think what reason the intention behind reed's character Mm -hmm. but i think the fact that we put her through so much shit and then just kind of had her keep going yes and just have more shit thrown at her and the fact that it's just like ah yes and now all my friends are graduating and that's where we end this book series it's like such a disservice yes to people who have shit like this happen to them. It's either drive the speed limit and make herself reflect or pedal to the floor, go 100 miles per hour and yeah. have her just be the most chaotic person. Right? I would have loved that. That's, I think, well, it sounds like that's what they're doing in Privilege with Ariana where it's just like, pedal to the floor, she's a fucking killer now. But no, she had to have some morality. She was like, I made out with Dash and I feel really bad about it. But uh, but she's but she's not going to tell Noel. But, and you were emailing him. Yeah. Up to that point. Exactly. No, because, exactly, she needs to have control of the situation. Yeah. Uh, And it's, like, even looking back at Uglies, like, Tally isn't the greatest protagonist, but she is relatable because she does have a conscience and she does hold herself accountable. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I do think this fits in a very interesting world of other books that we will get to, like, obviously Gossip Girl and yeah. Little Liars and, like, the It series. Yeah. Where I am curious to see where we feel the private series, like, fits within all of that because they really did make the same carbon copy protagonist in every single one. Yeah. But they're all, tang- like, tackled in very different ways. Massey Block, like you said, very two-dimensional. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, like, it's interesting to be like, okay, read for a pretty girl book does have three dimensions, but they were handled all... Uh, bad ways. (laughs) I wonder if, you know, the authors of this generation, too, were maybe experiencing a little bit of whatever we were experiencing at 10 years old as 30-year-olds. I mean, yeah, I do wonder what drives, I guess, these adults to be like, I want to write, like, this from a teen girl perspective. Yeah. And maybe it's a lot of them probably tapping into their own experiences and how they felt at that age. Maybe. Pro- probably, I would assume. Because I can't, I cannot imagine that they would have, like, the tomboy complex that, yeah. we, that we did. But it, it, this also sounds like, yeah. I mean, something I would have loved to have written at 12. And maybe oh, yeah. I was capable of. Exactly. Who knows? Hey, you could be capable of it now. When I was 10 years old, I started writing short stories. And I would just take the Lemony Sticket series of unfortunate event plots and I would rip them off. Where oh, wow. I was the baby with the teeth. Nice. And then my brother and sister were the older ones. Wow. You should just publish that and see if he comes after you. 
It is so obvious. <laughs> like, I read them back, I think, a few years ago, and I was like, this is so obviously a series of unfortunate events, Meg. Hey, but you were dabbling as an artist and a creator. As an artist and a creator. <laughs> That's what's important. There was something very nice and nostalgic about the private series, Barbie.com, Polly Pockets age. Yeah. Growing up. It feels like a nice one. Yeah, there is. There, I agree. There is something kind of like, it does bring me back to being in like the study hall in my middle school, just like not doing my homework and reading one of these books. And like that's yes. the thing I like love about this series is it does put me back to where I was at this age and kind of when I was reading these books. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like at the bigger picture, you're just kind of like, we got away with just so many problematic things. <laughs> so many. Did you ever, I don't know why this is such a visceral memory I remembered, but I would get one of these new books and I'd be so excited. I'd be sitting at my little desk and I would always put it in the upper right hand top corner of my desk so people would see them going by. I didn't do that. I was like, this is what I'm reading. Yes, everyone. Yeah. The private uh, series. <laughs> no, I didn't do that, but I knew, like, because, like, I would, you would carry your books from class to class, mm-hmm. and I remember I would always see, like, try to see, like, what other books people were reading. In their lockers? No, like, as they were carrying their books, because oh, it's, like, yeah. I would bring it with me to, like, yeah. to and from classes, because, like, all my books didn't fit in my purse. Uh, you would I, bring it, which is so funny. Like, when would we have had time to read these in class? But oh, I brought them to every single one. Oh, I didn't always had time if I, like, finished a test early or something like that. Oh, I brought them to classes where we were just having discussions. I oh, wouldn't have had time. Yeah, see, I would just, like, bring them with me because I'm just like, well, I know I'm having this quiz today, so I'll probably finish that early, and that's the only thing, so I'll read that. Oh, that was such um, a satisfying feeling. Yeah, it was so, oh, uh, the f- satisfying of just, like, great, you have 20 minutes to just sit and do nothing. Sit in silence, no uh, phones, no thoughts, head empty. Gosh, the life before smartphones, chef's kiss. I can't, nothing quite like it. If we could live in that new feeling era of razor pink phones just hitting the market and everyone only knows T9 Word and there's no social media on it, yeah. that would be great. Yeah. Time, times would be different. When I inevitably turn, you know, like 30, 40, 50 and decide to tap back into this and write a young adult novel from a teen girl's perspective, I'm going to set it in like 2007. Really? Probably, because there's no phones, and phones ruin the plot of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on, the 2007 aesthetic is, you know, huge on it's TikTok. It's huge right it's now. Back. It's going to go away, but it's huge right now. Yeah. Yeah. People are horny for that period of time. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to see Y2K fashion trends God. show up. You know, and it's like some are, like, cute. Like, some of the prints are cute, but then there's, like, things where I'm just like, I don't want that to be a thing no i mean you know low-rise jeans we don't want those but like the small purses i hate those i hate them with a passion i hate that like absolutely not i would maybe bedazzle my phone again i could see you doing that that'd be kind of fun honestly if we bedazzled phone cases one night that would be fun that would be and that way it's like you don't get glue on your phone no i was obsessed with bedazzling my phone really i never had a bedazzler I, I think I would buy the stick-on ones and then yeah. just very heinously put them on and they looked bad and I was like, this art. This is beautiful. Is this a Picasso? Everyone's going to be like, how much money did I get this for? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Nothing felt better than the God complex you got from reading The Click in, uh, in middle school. God, I remember being so encapsulated by it for so long and then I, I remember very much getting to a point where I was like, these books are so dumb. 
Yeah. And we talked about that when we wrapped up the click where we we're just like this, this, the series didn't grow the way the people reading it did. And that's why it, it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. With the private series, I don't have as visceral of a memory. I, I do. Cause one of like me and my best friend from like middle school, oh. I guess from high school. Caitlin? Caitlin. Yeah. Cause it's like, we weren't, we were like knew each other in middle school, I think. Yeah. No, we didn't go to the same middle school. We were just friends in high school and we would always talk about all these books we read in middle school and like yeah. sixth grade and all of that. So that like, was private was yeah. definitely one of them. That was my, Caitlin was my Hannah. Hannah got me into these. Yeah. She was like, you have to read them. They're yeah. so salacious. They're so sexy. We didn't know that word at 11, but it was, yeah, but it was probably hot. Yeah, they're so hot. Yeah. God, nothing like a horny book. Like, <laughs> when I look back at Gossip Girl especially, I'm just like, no one should have let me read that. I never read Gossip Girl. Oh my so God. I am so excited. One of my most visceral memories from those books is there's a chapter in one of the books uh the chapter title is an hour of sex burns 360 calories really yeah and the chapter is all about Blair and Nate fucking a ton because they just started having sex and I remember being like oh my god this is so hot but it's like looking back and it's like no one should have let a teenager read that you're just sitting at your desk and you're like, yeah, I read theory. And people are like, what are you reading? Yeah, it's and I'm 160 like, calories or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I read. <laughs> I read. <laughs> I flip the page and it's just more just teenage sex on my page. We loved it, though. Honestly, though, like, girls weren't allowed to be horny in no. the 2000s. And, you know, I feel bad for, you know, middle schoolers today, they don't get their horny smut. But mostly, <laughs> give the eleven-year-olds horny books. But they, I, I don't see book series like these ever anymore. But I mean, maybe that's because we're older. I think that might be because we're older, and it's just also like, I mean, maybe they exist. I'm sure like young adult series still exist, and but I feel like the way they became so popular, and like the way like Twilight and Harry Potter and Hunger Games all were like. And the, or, like, these, where it's, like, there was a TV show in development for this series in 2016, and they just, like, oh, never came out with it. we got to do a miniseries or, on, the, on the Oh, my God, yeah. Series. We're going to do a minisode on the web series, the private web series. I have the DVD. You do? Yeah. Oh, it came. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to do that. But it's just, like, the way books were during that time, I don't think will ever be replicated. No, I remember going to Barnes & Noble for the Eclipse book drop at midnight. Yeah. Same with the Harry Potters. Exactly. But, like, we don't have we don't have that. No, and it's, like, I remember, like, I would go online and I would read, like, Lisey Harrison's blog on, like, the Click website just to, like, see what, like, what else she was writing and mm. stuff. And, like, I remember I would go to, like, the private series website, too, because it's, like, when we were reading through all these, it was, like, interview with the model of this book cover and I was like I would guzzle all of that shit up but like that doesn't exist anymore god you know it's so embarrassing you said blog and the only blogs I would ever read was um this guy named Tucker Max I don't know if you know who he is I don't oh my god he, he sounds like you just made him up because no, it's your dog's no, name and a character from a goofy here's movie. the thing I Tucker Max is like the worst guy he's this guy who would just write blogs about fucking college chicks and they were insane um, Why would you read that? I don't know. But he had this book. Um, I hope he served beer in hell. And it is like, now looking back, you're like, oh my God, this is the most anti-feminist thing I could have done. And then we got Tucker in seventh grade and I was like, I'm going to make his middle name Max. And now he's dead, which, you know, maybe that was his fate all along because of he's that. He's fucking too many college girls. <laughs> it was so bad. That's the only blog I read, which is really embarrassing Wow. For me. Well, how old were you when you read that? I was a freshman in high school, so I was 14. 
Okay, so, well, that's still a little questionable. Oh, that's definitely questionable. <laughs> it's pretty bad. In my head, I was like, freshmen are like 16, right? No, they're not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't read blogs. I would just go home, plant my little butt in my computer desk chair, and go Barbie.com. I did Show that. Me what's good. <laughs> I did that a lot too. All those mini games, they were super fun. All those mini games. <sighs> Man, you know, there's a lot of things I think we have wished for this series, and I just got really nostalgic for the 2000s. So we had to talk about 10 minutes. We really did. We really, really did, and that really ties in with Private as well because yeah. it's just like there was the series did have a lot of potential, mm. and then it just kind of kept not doing where it should have went. <laughs> I know it was it was a huge bummer. Yeah, but big, big bummer hours. But we did it. We read all 14 books, and I will say. These more 14 books were a lot more engaging than the Click 14 books that we read. Absolutely. Which yeah. is crazy that the Click phenomenon was such a big thing when you think about it. God, those books, like the first few books everyone was obsessed with. And it's just like, why? I know. It's so funny, though. It's, I don't know. Oh, man. Time, times be changing. It was PG Caddy. So our parents maybe didn't know what. I don't well, think I mean, it's just it like was. my mom didn't feel any of these books that I like got. No. It was just kind of like my parents would take me to a bookstore and be like, "Cool, pick out a book," and I'd be like, "This one," and they'd be like, "Okay." Just the vampire erotica. My mom was not down for it. I did not like the first Twilight book, so I didn't read any of the other ones. <gasps> wow! I yeah. cannot wait till the day we tackle those. I'm not looking forward to it. I'll be honest, and I'm ready to pull it apart. And I wish I still had access to the book report I wrote on Twilight and why it's a bad book. I had such pick-me energy in seventh grade. I was like, Twilight is better than Harry Potter. Wow. Can you imagine? Wow. I would have cut my own ponytail off. You could do that now. Well, we actually have done that uh, night oh, after have. drinking. Yeah, Yeah, we do. We cut my hair often. Yeah. Not now, though. Not now. Just sometimes. My mom paid for it when I went home, so like, I have to honor her will. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You gotta honor it. We love it. That's my messy black moment. Mommy paid for my highlights. <laughs> <laughs> you start carrying around a dog with you. Um, all right. Okay. Any final thoughts on the private series before we fucking tuck it away in its little six feet under the ground grave forever? We, how long did we read these books? Most of last year. Like the tail end of last year. Because I mean, we, we're doing weekly episodes, so it's like. Oh yeah, we probably started it probably in March, did like, April. With the private series? Or were we still in the uglies? Yeah, Maggie, 14 books is only 14 weeks. That's like three plus months. <laughs> At this point, I have no concept of time. I was time. like, yeah, we probably started in like October, March. I have no concept of time. Um, yeah, so I think we started, what, in like maybe like October? Because we finished wow. like last week of December, essentially. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, we really did it, though. We I'm did it. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, good for us. Good for us. We're already, we're moving on to season four. Wow. Which, I mean, should we tell them what it is? I think we, I think we're at the point of the episode where we tell people what we're doing for season four. Season four, we are very excited about. I'm so excited. It's the Hunger Games. Yes. We're doing Suzanne Collins, and this is a great time to pick this up um, right now because not only is our economy failing, but last year she came out with a um, prequel to it with, um, President Snow's yeah. history. And, and I think we should read that at the end of... Yeah, we're going to tack it on. We're going to we're gonna tack it on. You know, I know we pick and choose what we're tacking on and what we're not, but I think we need to tack this one on. 
Oh, for sure. Because yeah. luckily that series is shorter than this one. It's actually a good series. And I would be so curious to hear about his villain origin story. Yeah, I would love that. And it'll be really, really fun. Kind of like what we did with Uglies where it's like we knew the first, the trilogy as it was. And then we read extras and we were highly disappointed. But it was fun to read something fresh eyes after rereading a series that I had loved so much. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've already started Hunger Games. I've gone to three bookstores, and none of them have Catching Fire. Really? You can borrow mine. Okay. For my... some reason, which is a bummer, because this would have been the first series. I would have had all of the copies, too. Yeah. Dang. I'm sorry. I know. Um, but, hey, I'll lend you mine. I'm, yeah, 50 pages into the first book. I'm really excited. It's so well written already, and I'm just, like, it, I, like, rereading it, and I'm sure you'll feel the exact same way. It's just, like, I completely understand why everyone was so entranced by this, because it just really... It just really gets you and just pulls you into this world, and it's fucking awesome. Oh, I'm sure we're going to have the Hell longest yeah. conversations. Uh, well, listeners, I think that's it for this wrap-up. Thank you for yeah. listening to us uh, talk about all these books, and thank you for listening to this little final thought details and the trip down 2000s memory lane. We hope that it covered you like a big, cozy, warm blanket the way it did us. Yes, exactly. And also, thank you for the emails. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm going to start saying that again because we finally got an email. We got an email. Uh, you know, we used to do a bit at the end where we would say, you know, please email us at present at gmail.com. And we finally got an email, so I'm going to start tacking that into our um, outros again. Because, honestly, email us. Tell us what books you're like, right, like you used to read. Tell us what books you liked. Tell us that you hate us. Tell us that you love us. Anything and emails and emails, how I'm looking at it. Like Reed Brennan, we too have minor god complexes. <laughs> so we have no one, one can take us down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's going to be it for season three of Yahweh yeah, Reddit. Um, yeah. I think we're going to be back next week with Hunger Games. I don't oh, think we we're. Are we taking can. a break? I don't think we're taking a break. Up to you. You have surgery. So no, surgery's at the end of the month. I've got plenty of time. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know me. I have no concept of time. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we spent 14 months reading 14 books. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I'll, I'll probably finger hunt, finish Hunger Games this weekend. So let's Yay. do it. We'll let's see you all it. next week for this freaking season four fire shit. We're going to go follow us at Maggie and Laura. Watch our web series. See you in hell. Audiment uh, is the podcast network we're a part of. They're nice. Go follow them as well. That was great. <laughs> Thank you so much. My favorite thing about my out outros is that they are not succinct, and nor are they uh, the same every single time. That's hey. Sometimes I just take five minutes to say one word, and, and that was more beautiful. And that's than that. balance, baby. I ramble. Maggie thinks before they Yin speak. There it goes. Balance, balance, balance. Um, all right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.